Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Schwartz-Reichel. My career began in music education where I learned the importance of a key change, a shift, in the tonal center of a piece of music, often used to inject energy or produce significance. Eventually, I realized the impact of making key changes in all areas of my life. I also recognized a desire to help others do the same. Making key changes can be difficult. I certainly don't have all the answers, but I do like to pose questions for reflection and actionable key changes for us to attempt in both our working and living situations. Together, we can unlock our greatest potential in collaboration with those we love, serve, and lead. Let's discover how we can grow together by making key changes. Valentine's Day is here, which means if you are a parent, notifications from teachers may have been sent home about what cards or gifts are permitted at school on this festive day. In my house, one child asked for Minecraft-themed cards, and the other wanted unicorn ones to give to their friends. One wanted to write a kind message to each friend, and the other barely cared to sign their name. My children recently asked me several questions about Valentine's Day. They wondered when it began, why we celebrate it, and who participates in this tradition. Like I often do, I gave them an answer and they continued to ask more questions, which I could not fully answer. I am sure that at one point in my youth, I learned the history of Valentine's Day. However, I cannot remember everything and I certainly was not regurgitating this knowledge in a kid-friendly manner to my children. So, I read up on Valentine's Day and learned new information. From its origin as a Christian feast day to honor a martyr to its current day traditions, my understanding was improved and I shared these findings with my children. We all agreed that Valentine's Day was about being kind to one another. Over time, I have come to realize that Valentine's Day, if we celebrate it, is whatever we want it to be. Many people consider this day as a way to express appreciation to those we care about in our lives, such as a romantic partner, family members, or friends. We often approach this loving day with a romantic vibe. What if we expand this tradition of expressing our appreciation for the people in our lives to include those we love, serve, and lead? How can we extend the spirit of Valentine's Day beyond February 14th? Could we shower more people with kindness? How could this impact them? As we think about loving, kind, and positive feelings, messages, cards, gifts, or even experiences we want to share with our loved ones, let's also consider how our language could serve as an uplifting example in both our living and working situations. When was the last time we showed appreciation to the people we associate with at home and work? Have we ever expressed kindness to our clients, colleagues, or students? When was the last time we shared words of acknowledgement, congratulations, or positivity with them? Did we recognize how their attitude may have brightened or their behavior improved when we did. In return, did they shower us or others 
with kindness too? I recently had a heartfelt conversation with a friend. She is a dynamic teacher and also a caring parent. She shared with me her frustration about the lack of positive feedback her older child had been given since entering middle school. The parent receives constant emails about what the child has failed to do, how the child has acted poorly, or how teachers hope specific behaviors will improve. The mother mentioned that emails sent from teachers are often negative and abrupt and rarely offer suggestions for improvement. No positive messages about the child are sent to the family. The student shared with the mother that at school, positive remarks are rarely received as well. As the mother watched her child withdraw emotionally from school and continue to experience these messages of negativity, she decided to reach out to a specific teacher to explain her frustration and concern. The mother asked the teacher to imagine what it is like as a student to not receive any words of kindness throughout the school day. She also asked the teacher to imagine how it feels as a parent not to receive any positive affirmations about your child. My inspirational friend said that the teacher often responds quickly, but replying to this specific and heartfelt email took several days. When the teacher did respond, a kinder, more reflective message was provided. Since this email exchange, in addition to continuing to receive critical feedback for academic and behavioral improvement, the mother and child have received positive words from this teacher. As a result of this more loving language, both the student and the parent have shown a more favorable approach to school. In the book, The Five Love Languages, Dr. Gary Chapman offers love language number one as being known as words of affirmation. He begins this section of the book by sharing the Mark Twain quote, I can live for two months on a good compliment. The author goes on to explain that one way to express love is to use words that build. As a partner, leader, teacher, or caregiver, are we using words that build up or are we using words that break down? Do those that we love, serve, or lead consistently learn about how disappointed we are in them? Or do they comprehend how happy we are with their progress? Let's take some time to consider what language we use with others. Are our words kind ones that are filled with positivity? respect, and praise? Or are we too quick to use negative language that criticizes or challenges? As a partner, parent, teacher, or leader, if we need to communicate with our partner, child, employee, client, or student and their family, could we begin with positivity? Could we build up first? Then, rather than breaking down, could we offer suggestions for improvement? How are our tone and timing influencing the language we use as well? Consider these key changes to improve our daily language to a more loving one. Our first step in this process is to reflect. 
Give thought to how we have spoken or written to others in the past. Do we use words that help or harm? Do we begin with a greeting? Do we share a positive comment? Are we only complaining? Or do we offer suggestions for improvement? Do we show gratitude? What are the tone and timing of our words? How are our words received? And how does the receiver react to the language we use? Step two includes researching. This can start with examining who we may have communicated with recently. When was the last time we shared words of kindness with them? Why have we not done so lately? Did we even realize this was the case? What have we done to improve our language? Our final step involves refreshing our language to a more loving one. Let's make a conscious effort to share kind words with those we love, serve, or lead. Let others know we are thinking of them. Praise them for their efforts. Congratulate them. And always show gratitude. Tough conversations are often necessary. But if there is little to no positive feedback given, a more loving language may need to be considered. Kind words have power. They may even produce more kindness and positivity. Let's keep this in mind as we examine our language and consider the words, tone, and timing we use. Are we building up or breaking down? As Mother Teresa so eloquently states, kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. I have placed some resources in the show notes for us to review. This includes an article I authored on this topic, along with my website and a link for you to sign up for my newsletter. I hope you find these helpful. How are we making key changes to use a more loving language with others. Thanks for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please consider sharing it with others and joining me again next week. In my coming episodes, I'll discuss topics that are most passionate to me, along with things I've been researching or areas of my life I have changed or want to change. You can learn more about me on my website, makingkeychanges.com. Feel free to message me through there or reach out on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you and learn about what key changes you hope to make.